When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yo, this is episode 61 of the Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. It's your boy Eugene. I got my partner with me, Ike. What's going down? What's going on, man? Another day, another dollar, another episode. Um, <laughs> silly season is upon us. And as we talked about pre-show, uh, yeah, we we we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of news uh, coming on this first day of March. So you know the the, the combine is, is upon us, and then we've got you know general quotes from you know GMs talking about what they're going to do, what they're not going to do, what they plan on doing, what they don't plan on doing. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's starting to heat up, it's starting to heat up. I mean, shoot, let's let's go ahead and dive into some of these GMs, what they're talking about, man. These GMs are talking, talking right now. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is just the Bengals GM talking about, he said he didn't know how they're going to handle the, the the Joe Mixon situation. And then we saw another report saying that if he doesn't take a pay cut, they're going to cut him. So, uh, I mean, it, it would behoove them to probably do it because they need to save money to, you know, shore up some spots figure out how they're going to lock up Higgins and Burrow for sure. Um, and then some defensive players that they're going to be probably going to be missing that they need to, that, to shore up. So I wouldn't blame them for 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 taking that route for a running back. But I know uh, I'm sure you also saw that the um, I want to say it was the director of player personnel that said that, yeah, um, basically Higgins ain't going nowhere, man. We're going to we're going to figure out a way to keep keep him, Burrow and Higgins. Um, together so by any means necessary so i don't think we're going to be seeing higgins getting traded to the bears first overall and all this other stuff or whatever other fantasies that we've been been talking about yeah and then we mentioned we mentioned on la- you know last week's show it's like a long shot situation, yeah a long shot situation but yeah it would it would definitely be in their best interest to keep t-, t higgins and yeah i mean to your point about joe mixon yeah they you know, he's he's at that age, about the age apex for running backs. I think he's about to turn 27, 26, 27. So he's he's kind of around that age where, you know, they, they'll start to um, – they'll, they'll, their, their, their production is going to start, you know, ramping down a little bit. So, uh, and, you know, paying a running back, you know, a lot of a lot of money, you know, upwards 10, 10 plus million dollars is not as advantageous as it should – as it should, you know, should be, the, the, you know, based on the caliber of player but you know a lot of a, a lot of teams are just kind of going in the in the other direction and they're going to get 
a lot of, you know, a lot, you know, maybe 80 to 85 to 90 percent of the production, you know, for a fraction of the price. I think that's the route a lot of teams are going. And if you look across the league, you know, the last several Super Bowl winners, I think there's a chart that I'm always seeing every single year about, you know, Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning teams and they're starting running back in their base salary. It's I think the highest salary that we've seen was like two million dollars. And then everyone, every one of them are like in the you know 900k range, 200k range, like like very very like low dollar amounts, peanuts basically. And so paying running backs, they don't necessarily yield the best results. Although you know some some players are worth it. CMCs, the, the CMCs of the world, like those guys that can do it all. But yeah, um, I think I think Mixon is going to be a cap casualty, and he played well for the Bengals, but he's probably going to be too expensive. Yep. Another GM that we, uh, I know it was notable is that uh, the Cardinals GM mentioned that they're interested. Well, they're willing to listen to offers for that number three pick. Uh, What do you think about that in terms of their decision or thinking behind that? Yeah. I mean, I think they they need players, right? They need players. They need to stockpile picks. So I, I think if you don't like what you see at number three, you already have a franchise quarterback. You're paying him $46 million a year. You need to, and while you're waiting for him to return from his ACL injury, you gotta, you know, you, you gotta surround him with as much talent as possible. Um, yeah. So just getting a lot, getting a lot of picks and getting a lot of offers for those picks should be in their best interest. Yeah. I mean, another angle to look at is that they could be shipping the third, that third overall pick, you know, get more pieces. Hopefully you can get a first from next year. Probably maybe tank the the going the Caleb Williams sweepstakes trade off uh, uh, Murray because this regime didn't draft him you don't even know if they want him and you just start all over with potentially trying to get one of these these twenty four quarterbacks and, and you stockpile assets to you know try to kind of rebuild this whole thing from ground up again and is that contract tradable though i don't think it is Ooh, that is that is a good point that's that's 230 i think he got 200 plus million dollars he did so i I don't know if he's that that contact contract is tradable he got he got almost 100 uh 200 million guaranteed yeah they're 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 locked in they are locked in yeah now, now that i'm looking at it it's a dead cap of 81 million and 24 um, a 51 cap hit, 45 and 25, 55 and 26. Yeah, this dude is not going nowhere. How old is Kyler Murray? Like 24 or 25? He's he's 26. Will be uh this year. Okay, so yeah, he's still he's still he's still young, Oof. and yeah, they're 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 stuck with that contract, so they're not moving off of him. So the best thing they can do Oof. is just whenever he gets back fully healthy. They have a bunch of players around them and they can go win some games and hopefully yeah. go actually win games in the playoffs. Cause yeah. Yeah. After looking at that contract, I know hypothetically we've been talking about them being the sweepstakes, but I don't know if, if the Cardinals will be wanting to wait two years and, and take a 33 million cap hit. They're definitely not doing it next year. They're not yeah. taking 55. So yeah. yeah I was stuck with them. Yeah. And, and then another thing is, um, that they could potentially trade uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I think it's more likely yep. than not uh, a super non-zero chance that they trade him. So uh, that's that's more that's more assets they'll get from trading DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and then just again, they're just going to start this thing over uh, without obviously without you know uh, replacing the quarterback because that's that that contract they're just stuck with right now. Yeah, 
And then the Bears, of course, they come out and say, oh, yeah, we're not going to trade. We're not trading fields. We're shopping the first-round pick. It's just like you like you said, silly season, man. I don't know why every day you got to come out here and say this, man. We, we get it. If you're going to keep them, then you shouldn't have to keep trying to convince everybody that you're actually going to keep them. It's, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. It, it, this is like one of the worst times of the year for just silly talk. That's why we call. That's why we coined the phrase "silly season" so many times because this is the, the time of the year we just have all kinds of stories <laughs> take shape. It, it's yeah, it's it's frustrating and annoying. And another, and, and speaking of frustrating and annoying, uh, the Aaron Rodgers saga that just needs to end. I <laughs> love God, like it just needs to end. They, he came out today or yesterday saying that he's going to make a decision sooner rather than later. We don't know what the hell that means. We usually, usually when that happens, they don't, they, they wait like another couple of weeks or mm-hmm. they wait a longer period of time than we're anticipating to make a decision. And, you know, it just kind of goes to show you that, the, you know, the, the Packers, they, they just, they just bungled their, their first round pick three years ago by drafting Jordan. They, they had no business drafting Jordan Love. If Aaron Rodgers is just going to, you know, spend the, each of the next two or three seasons waffling whether or not he wants to play just like Brett Favre. Like he's just following the Brett Favre playbook uh, of just, you know, being very undis- you know indecisive in the offseason about whether or not he wants to play. So it's just annoying. It needs to end. It needs to end quickly so we can just all move on with our lives so we can know yeah. what, um, you know, what what course of action to take and, you know, the the outlooks for some of these uh, skilled guys in fantasy are much more clear. Another uh, news note was the Giants and Daniel Jones contract stuff. Saying hearing that the Giants want to pay around thirty five million for for his services, and Jones says he wants to break the forty million dollar mark. I mean, I don't I don't blame him for wanting to break forty million. Go get your money. I mean, you you showed out last year. We'll see what happens, but I just know. The higher they go, the less likely that the Giants will probably franchise and probably won't franchise Saquon and he'll be in free agency trying to figure out where his new home is. Because, again, like we've said, like the the smarter decision to do as roster construction is not franchise a running back and pay over $10 million and then be asked and then trying to figure it out again the following year. I just I just think you should point your resources in a different direction than, you know, spending over. 10, 12, 15 million on a running back. Would you, would you, what's your thoughts about this? Yeah, franchise Jones and then see what kind of deal you can strike with, with Saquon in, in, in the open market. Um, he's probably going to, like, like I was mentioning last week, it's probably going to be a two year, you know, it'll be signed as a four year deal and then it'll be basically a front loaded two year deal with a one and one on the back end. That's what I think they'll come to. Uh, they, they, like, they love Saquon. They want him to stay in New York, but they don't want, to pay him that much for a long yeah. extended period of time. They don't want to have, you know, a cowboy Zeke situation where they, you know, they pay him $90 million, uh, $90 million contract at 15 a year. And, you know, you see what Zeke is now and, and, <laughs> and see what, you know, he has one of the worst contracts in the league. So they don't, they're, they're, they're hoping to avoid a situation like that so they can get out smartly. If, if Saquon shows any kind of um, real decline, uh, you know, in the, in the coming years. So I, that's what I think. I think they're just going to just probably f- sign them to like one of those front loaded. It looks like a four year deal. Those, you know, a lot of people will just, they'll go crazy over the dollar amount, but really it's a two year deal with a one and one on the back end. That's what I think. Yep. So we got a new employee at clipboard holdings, LLC. 
His name mm-hmm. is Carson Wentz. <laughs> Board Holdings LLC. Oh, founded, founded by Chase Daniel. <laughs> established in 2000 and oh, well, established in 1936. Well, still holding whatever, strong. Yeah, exactly. What would you think about this move? I thought this move was uh, more than overdue. I um, paid how, how much did they say? 26 million? Yeah, it's 20 something. Yeah, almost 30 million by yeah. cutting them. Easy. Yeah, smart. I mean, it's a it's a no brainer. I mean, Car- yeah. Carson Wentz, you know, this he, he's going to be on his fourth team in the last four years. And so ever since that 2017 season, which a lot of people, if you look at the advanced metrics, was basically a fluke. It was really a fluke. He <laughs> has not been this. He has not been a, a great he, NFL quarterback. He hasn't. He's not been even close to a that. Lot, a that lot guy. of a lot of analysts in the sports media have been fooled by that 2017 season into believing that he's like actually like a really, really good quarterback. That was a good season, but it was not as good of a season as people painted out to be. I think we just, you know, hindsight, we really need to look at that and say, you know what? Maybe he wasn't. If you just really do a deep dive, really do a deep dive. But yeah, smart move by the, by the Washingtons. I'm not going to call them the commanders. I refuse. And they also, uh, in the same, same uh, swift of moves that they uh, franchise uh, pain, which was very smart. Keeping him um, off the open market. Yeah, you don't want yeah. him. You don't want him getting uh, going anywhere else. <laughs> All pro. All yeah. right. Um, anything else? Anything? Oh, of course, our Cowboys man, Stephen Jones, coming out and talking about we could draft a running back in the first round. You're you're a fucking idiot, bro. So the, so the, so the combine. So um, you know, I I, I don't even want to talk about Stephen Jones. So the combine. Uh, you see, Javon Carter didn't take any questions on Wednesday uh, because of his uh, mis- mm. you know, the misleading information with the crash um, that led to the, the tragedy uh, at, at Georgia. Um, it's this is a, this is a, a developing story, so we're gonna see how it how it how it all plays out. But it's not a good look at all. No, it's not. not it's, it's not the number one overall. He's I think he's the number one overall player. I, I feel like he's the number one overall player on many on many uh, people's boards. Right now, that's going to probably change. Um, so, how far do you think that he's going to drop because of this? Let's say that you know, it, I mean, it's, it's shown as misdemeanor. He could could be and end up, you know, getting the charges dropped. You think you think he's going to drop drop from like the top three? Well, the- I mean, like right now, um, what what the draft is what April 29th, so the weekend mm-hmm. of the 29th. A lot can change between now and eight. You know, it's basically two months, so. I think when it's all said and done, he'll be he's not gonna fall past the top ten. I don't think he's gonna fall past the top ten. But if more details come out that it's a lot worse than a lot more details were left out and you know, then he could he he may fall out of the first round. Who knows? It could be yeah. a similar it could be a potential Lyle Collins situation. Maybe not nearly as I mean, we'll we'll see. But uh, a lot can change between now and April 29th ish. I I I I don't see him escape in the top 10 i just don't yeah i I mean if it's if it stays relatively you know quiet you know it's just a misdemeanor i mean the nfl they they swallow in uh misdemeanors for breakfast that's nothing that's just another day in the life of the nfl so if it stays within that realm i don't think teams are even gonna blink though he'll be dropped in the top three so yeah yeah we know uh jackson smith and and jigba he's not gonna run very Mm -hmm. smart i don't think he should run at all like through the entire process, like he should maybe just run routes. Oh, you don't think he even should run a forty in the program? I don't think I don't think he should run at all. 
I don't think mm. he should do any of that. He should probably just run routes and just kick it. You know, I don't <laughs> think because the uh, if you look back, like you know, a couple of years ago, there's a couple of, uh, you know a player that took took this same route was Devonte Smith. He didn't do anything. Mm. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't run. He didn't measure. He didn't test. He didn't do any of that shit. Like he just he let the film do the talking. And look what he's doing in the NFL right now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so I, I think if he follows like follows like a similar path as that, I, I think he's he'll still be. I think he'll still be in the first round. I I I hear you with that. I didn't even think about that. Just to you know, just chill and 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 do what you usually do is just run around. So we don't need to do the whole speed test or whatnot. Yep, exactly. Like you <laughs> you've seen me on tape. You know you know why I'm a first round prospect. You know why you want to draft me. So. This is I'm I'm showing you exactly what's on tape. I, I it doesn't matter how fast I run in a straight line. Um, some players may have different approaches, but for JSN not running at the combine, it's smart. He was advised properly. <laughs> he was advised properly. <laughs> Bryce Did Young's you see- not throwing like you yeah know, stuff like that. Like these 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 players they they don't need to they don't need to like show like show too much because they are who they are. Right? You've seen you've seen the tape. You know, I can maneuver in the pocket. You know, I can throw down the field. You know, I can do all these different things. You don't need to see me in shorts and and, and do that, right? <laughs> Against air. You don't need to see me do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It is interesting that uh, the other top quarterbacks are going to be throwing in the combine. So, that I know that's one thing that I'm really interested in seeing is is those top quarterbacks. I know people got a lot of questions with, with A. Rich, uh, Will Levis, and um, you know you got the the, the solid CJ Stroud, so it'd be really you know it'd be interesting to see how they interact throwing to wide receivers that they don't really work with. So it'd be telling to see that. Of course, we want to see the forties. Everybody's excited to see the forties, especially the the uh, the running backs because I know we got you know some 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 big names with A Chain, uh, Abandaconda. Uh, running like getting it jumping right off with the running back since they're at the very beginning of the of the alphabet. So that should be interesting, too. And then some of these wide receivers like Tyler Scott from Cincinnati, that's supposed to run really fast. Jalen Hyatt's expecting to run really fast. So, you know, just overall, just excited to see the 40 because that's what that's what gets the people going. So do you think Jalen Hyatt's going to run over a, a 4-3 or under a 4-3? I think he... Um, I, th- I think he runs a four. I think he runs above a four three. Because because Pri- Price Picks has him exactly at four three. Yeah, I think now I think he's gonna fall somewhere around like you know four four one four three nine or something something along those lines. Like I, I don't under four three for Jalen Hyatt. I, I didn't I didn't see four two nine four two eight on tape. I mean he's fast dude, but I didn't see that. Yeah, four two nine fast. Yeah, and it's interesting that you're talking about some of these times on Prize Picks because I did lock in. I know you saw that when I posted the other day when I did lock yep. them in mm-hmm. uh, pretty early. So I'm 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 betting that like no none of these you know a chain. I don't think he's going to run a four two seven even though he's a track guy. Uh, I mean I've seen I, I mean I followed him while he was running track at A and M and just like looking at his his sixty times indoor times. If you uh, break that down to a forty. He, he's running like a mid mid to high four three. So I don't know if you know training for the forty. I'm not sure if he. I'll I'll bet against him dropping his his potential forty split down a, a tenth of a second to get under four two seven. Like I'm seeing Josh Downs at four three eight his time. I think he's going to mm-hmm. go over that. Uh, Zay Flowers though. I think Zay Flowers goes under four three seven. 
Really? I think he goes under 437. Um, Quinton Johnson, 444. I think that's like right. I think he's going to be cutting it really close. I may, I feel like he's going to run somewhere around like 447, 448, which mm-hmm. will still be pretty damn good for his size. Like size adjusted speed would be, would be, you know, upper, upper percentile for that size. Um, but yeah, this, those, those are a couple of guys. Oh yeah. And Bijan, Bijan's going to run. Bijan's going to run. His, his line is set at 447. Um, what we'll you think see. about that? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I, 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 that's an appropriate time for him, but I don't know. I, I can't, I can't, I can't call it one way or the other. I can't, I can't say under and I can't say over. Um, but actually, if I was going to lean, I was going to say like lean over four, five, one, okay. four, four, nine, something, something like that. I, I feel like he's going to probably just settle in there. Yeah. I mean, I would. I mean, at this point, you kind of missed a boat because a lot of these, a lot of these numbers have jumped from when they first got dropped. So I'm not going to tr- really going to advise any place because it's all it's always sketchy when you're trying to figure out people's forty times. So, but uh, if you want to dabble, go ahead and dabble. Take, just, take the over on Josh down. There's no way he's going to run a four three eight in my opinion. I just don't <laughs> think he's going. And then yeah, take the if there are two players that I'm confident in, Josh Downs over, Zay Flowers under. Hmm. Okay. You need to you need to put a slip together and make and maybe uh put it out there so people can see what what, what you got going. Yeah, I, I definitely will. I I will put a slip together. Um, and I'll put I'll put a, I'll put maybe like a three or four pick on there and just and see what happens. A four a four pick flex play, so to speak. So and then we'll we'll just we'll see what happens. If you want to do if you want to be positive EV, you, it got to be a five pick flex, man. Oh, five pick, five pick flex for you know uh, minus minus one nineteen. Yeah, man, you got you, you got to be positive EV if you're gonna do it. You got to do it right. All right, got to do it the right way. You got you, you got it. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, so let's go ahead and get to the meat of the show. We're going to be talking about way too early best ball ADP that we're seeing. Real quick, you can start playing some of these, these contests on Underdog. Underdog right now gets the big board, uh, million dollar contest. Winner gets two hundred k, ten dollar entry entry fee, and they also got the little board fifty k contest. Winner gets ten k, three dollar entry fee. I'm sure uh, it, it's a tournament, so I think the max entry is what one fifty probably that one person could put in. Yeah, it's usually like one fifty or two fifty. Yeah, something something crazy big. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, let's get right into it. What, what what's some kind of things that kind of popped your uh, caught your eye right now? Or let, let's let's talk about uh, some ADP risers that we, we've noticed since the end of last season to you know about right now the the end of February, the beginning of March. Yeah, so so like the top ten guys um, that you know that um, that we've seen and um, on Underdog are Christian Watson. He's entering year two. I think it's ADPs in, in the wide receiver 20-ish range. Like he's a, he's a top 25 or top 26 wide receiver currently going right now. Garrett Wilson, he's also entering year two wide receiver 11 overall. 
that seems pretty high for him given the state of their quarterbacks mm-hmm. right now. They don't know what's they don't know what's happening. Maybe this is in, in anticipation of him getting Aaron Rodgers or getting any kind of upgrade, right? So I think that's probably a little high for me right now. Um, but hey, if if he does get like an up an upgrade, like a really really good upgrade, that may climb because we seen we saw what Garrett Wilson was able to do with Zach Wilson, saw what he, saw what he was able to do with Mike White, saw what he did with Joe Flacco. I mean, and we're talking about Garrett Wilson in this kind of the same breath that we talked about Elijah Moore last year because he balled with three different quarterbacks throwing him the ball. So did Garrett Wilson. So these these two players are ballers. Uh, and then we also have Jameson Williams entering year two. He's going to have a big year. Um, I don't I don't know how how high his ADP is right now, um, but I'm sure that he's he's probably going in the in the in the double digit rounds, maybe he maybe is. eight. He is Eight. wide receiver 21 with 61 overall. So, with the beginning, yeah. So, the, what, the beginning of the, the sixth round? Jameson Williams. Oof. Someone that hasn't p- really played much of anything. They're, they're I mean, expecting a big leap. They're expecting a big leap from him. Uh, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll talk about some of these players later, but let, yeah. let's go ahead and finish this top 10. Yeah. And then Kenneth Walker entering year two. He, look, he's, he's, he had a nice year, a nice rookie year. So I think he's in. Let's see where where does where does Kenneth Walker slot in right now? He Kenneth is Walker is a RB six. Yeah, RB six overall. He's hey, about the, mid of the second round. Yeah, I think that's about appropriate. Yeah, seventeenth overall, so he's middle of the second round. So I think that's I think that's relatively appropriate. Um, yeah, I miss those times where you know he was a ninth rounder, mm. and you could get him free, get him for get him for cheap <laughs> <laughs> in, those, in those best ball drafts. Those those were fun times. Uh, we got Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, he's entering his uh, his second year with Deshaun Watson um, as quarterback. So this is uh, and he and he showed some promise towards the end of the last season, showing some strong chemistry and having some big spike week games. So that's another guy to keep an eye on. Uh, we have Evan Ingram, another riser. He's a free agent right now, but he had a pretty nice year with Jacksonville. We'll see if they bring him back. I don't know if they do. They've, they've already they've already franchised him. They said oh, they franchised him. Okay, yeah. yeah I missed that. Okay, so cool. So they franchise him. He's back um, in that offense. That's going to be having Calvin Ridley join it, which who we'll talk about uh, here in a second. Um, and another guy, Isaiah Pacheco. He's also entering year two. And you know he 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 took over that starting role um, over over Clyde Edwards-Helaire and over Jarek McKinnon um, last year for Kansas City, uh, the Super Bowl champions. So he's 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 entering uh, a, a pretty a pretty good uh, situation. Do you think they draft a running back in Kansas City? They're bring they're bringing somebody in for sure. I can't imagine them bringing back McKinnon and or Ronald Jones. Um, yeah. I mean, they even got Melvin Gordon. I don't think they bring him back either. So it's with Pacheco and CEH, whose fifth year option got declined or probably getting declined. So yeah, they're, they, probably, they they're probably drafting somebody. They they're probably getting somebody. Yeah, yeah, he's currently going off the board at, at RB21. So that's about 70th, 70th overall. <clears throat> that's a little high for a Chiefs running back for me. Um, <laughs> he's going in, in, the, in the range of players that's going around him. We got Joe Mixon. We talked about he's probably getting cut. J.K. Dobbins, who I love this year because he's year two coming off the ACL yep. tear. That this is this is these are the type of players you bet on coming off the ACL tear. So I'm going to have a lot of J.K. Dobbins this year. Uh, and then Damien Pierce, he's going a spot after him. I like Damien Pierce more than I like Isaiah Pacheco. 
because he, you know, he's a, a bell cow um, and he showed a lot of promise in Houston. Cam Akers at RB23. I liked what I saw from Cam Akers to close the 2022 season. And hopefully, you know, the Rams, they don't have the bottom fallout again. They'll have everybody healthy, you know, back healthy. They'll have Cooper Cup back healthy. They'll have Allen Robinson back, uh, Matthew Stafford, hopefully. So I, I like, I like those. I like all those guys ahead of Pacheco um, in that range. But we'll we'll talk more about running backs here in a second. Um, another running back, Tyler Algier. He's also entering year two, um, and he had a strong, very very quiet thousand yard season <laughs> for the Falcons in that run heavy approach and that run heavy attack. Um, and he's actually going a spot after Cam Akers at RB twenty four, which is <laughs> which is which is. Weird, and then uh, after, and then he's going before Alvin Kamara. But again, we'll, we'll get more. We'll talk more about these about these running backs and their ADPs and who we see. Um, and then to close it out, we got Brian Robinson running back for the for the uh, Washingtons. Who almost said Commanders? Oh man, <laughs> almost said Commanders. <laughs> um, he's also entering year two. He took the starting role from from Antonio Gibson, much to many people's chagrin, including myself. You know, I, I don't. I didn't think Brian Robinson did that. Did anything that was special enough to to warrant being a starter? That's my. That's just my opinion. Um, and then we got Zay Jones. Zay Jones. He came on strong for Jacksonville. I know he had that one huge game uh, at the at, you know towards the end of uh, last season. I think that kind of you know boosted a lot of his uh, value. Boosted a lot of his uh, you know just his his overall fantasy outlook, but. He's back. He did sign a, a I think a two or three year deal uh, in Jacksonville, and so he sh- he should be back and should be plenty involved in the offense. Any thoughts on these guys before we move on to what we're seeing for quarterbacks? I mean, you were talking about Brian Robinson. I I mean, he's just a guy, bro. Like if you're not playing in point per carry, then I mean, draft him late. Honestly, he just doesn't he doesn't really do too much outside of carrying the ball twenty times for seventy yards, maybe. Maybe a touchdown, maybe doesn't yeah. really catch the ball, doesn't play on third downs. He's just a guy. Just a guy. Just a guy. A very, very replaceable, replaceable yeah. running back. Like he's RB forty RB forty three this past season. And you know he's going off the board right now at RB twenty six. That's nah, that's bro. absurd. <laughs> we'll that's talk about nah, bro. Yeah. I can't absurd. do that. Um, that's but- cap. that's big cap yeah all right so uh quarterbacks so this is going to be very a very interesting discussion so some notable uh, quarterback adps that we've seen uh jalen hurts is the qb1 overall which you know that's that shouldn't be to anybody's surprise because he's just been the last two years it's just it's been jalen hurts uh jalen hurts and josh allen have been basically at the very top go get your guy go get your guy (laughs) that's right go get your guy um, so yeah, he's been over number one overall. Doesn't doesn't you know? We don't really need to discuss that too much. Eighty overall ADP of 18th. So now you know he's not going to be cheap anymore. The last two years, the last two seasons that you've drafted Jalen Hurts, I think in 2021, I think he was, I think he went in the what round did he go in 2021? Like I think he went in the double digit rounds. Yeah, in 2021, uh, 2022 he went in about the sixth round. And so, and that was still well. That was really, really good value for him as well. Uh, but now, 18, it's real. It's it's high. It's towards you know the middle, the middle part of the second round. I mean, people are still going to do it. He's worth it, right? He's 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 a he's a he's a cheat code at quarterback. Um, Josh Allen's right behind him at 19th, 
And then Patrick Mahomes seems like he kind of hovers around the 21st, you know, the, 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 the middle part of the second round, end of the second round. Seems like he always hovers around there, you know, year after year, ever since that, that, that rookie year where he, where he just absolutely ripped it up or his second year in the league where he absolutely ripped it up. And so that those, those top three, it's not really, not really much of a surprise. Uh, Justin what, do you, what, do you, what do you think about that order, though? Do you think you think that's spicy at all? No, no, no. It's, I mean, you said Jalen Hurts was he was the number one QB um, in fantasy the last until two he years got hurt. until he got hurt. Until he got hurt both so, years. Both years. He's the number one. He was over number one over Josh Allen. Josh Allen's the number one the last two years or last two or three years. Um, but it, it was it's Jalen Hurts. And so um, but that that's pretty appropriate. Um, Justin Fields is going as, as the QB five. If you want mm-hmm. value quarterback, um, he's going at 30, 80, his ADP is 35th. So that's a pretty, that's a, that's some good value, if, especially if you want to wait just a little bit. If you don't want, you know, if you don't want Justin Fields, I'm sorry, if you don't want Jalen Hurts, Allen or Mahomes uh, in the second round, you can get Jalen Hurts in, in round four around, you know, around the end of round three or round four. So these are, that's, and then you can get, you know, a, a skill guy there and pair it with Justin Fields. Um, to have a kind of a, like a better, you know, a, you know, a better team build, uh, at least for me. Um, so, any thoughts on Justin Fields at number five? I mean, that's at where he finished five. last year um, in, in fantasy. It's a QB five, and I mean, the, the the GMs they 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 they've come out and said they're going to commit to him. They've said multiple times they're not going to trade him. They have a lot of cap space. They have the number one overall pick. It seems like they're. <laughs> Their their approach is to surround fields with as many weapons and as much much talent as possible. Uh, I think is I think is the QB five. I think that's that's sort of a value for me. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I mean, I don't I don't blame anybody taking him above. You know, Herbert. I mean, he's right there. Jackson is Herbert Jackson and and Fields going around the same range. So I mean, I don't. Blame anybody that wants to take Justin Fields in front of him just because of the the way that he can use his, his feet. I mean, we just saw him rush over a thousand yards. Hopefully they can, you know, get some weapons around him and you can stack him with whoever you trust is their number one. Um, you know, just the ability for him to to, to run on the ground. I I don't blame anybody for 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 drafting him. Um fifth fifth quarterback, you know. Mid to mid to late third round. I, I mean, that go get your guy, man. That's it's best ball, man. So, yeah. And and the, and the other thing about that is, you know, Justin Fields as, as a QB five, like he has on a week to week basis QB one overall upside every single week. Everything like we saw that 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 stretch that he had. Um, you know, the the latter part of the season where I think he was the QB one and like back to back weeks. And yep. then he and he had like a four game stretch of being no no worse than like the QB five or QB six, so he was like absolute on a, on an absolute tear. That's what he's t- capable of, and he was doing that without any weapons to throw yeah. to. And so just imagine like Justin Fields getting players around him that he could actually get distribute the ball to, plus the running ability. Yeah, I, I I'm actually talking myself in, into this even more <laughs> now that I'm just kind of talking through the logic of it. Yeah, I think you know hit field at 35 overall versus a Mahomes, Allen, or Hertz at like 18 to 21. Like I I would probably take that discount, especially if especially comparable, uh, you know, top 
top one overall upside. Go down uh, just real quick, just going down the rest of this list. You know, like we said, Jackson six, Herbert seven, T Law eight, Dak at nine, Watson at 10, Cousins at 11. I don't think I see anything spicy or anything. I wouldn't argue against any of that order at all. Um, you know, maybe just Deshaun with another year under his, you know, a full year of offseason under his belt and playing preseason. I mean, you expect him if he's where he where he where we think he should be at. I mean, he'd be a steal at at QB ten for sure. But outside of, I mean, outside of the ones I list, I don't really, I don't see anything, you know, just out of order or anything like that. What about you, Deshaun Watson? I think at ten is appropriate. I think that's I think that's appropriate for him. Trey Lance at twelve is interesting because yeah, I was gonna get to that. <laughs> yeah, Trey Trey Lance at twelve is interesting because. We we just we have not seen him on the, on an NFL on on an NFL field that that much at all, um, mm-hmm. and he's been in the league for two three years now. This is his third year. He's going to be going to his third year. Going into his third year, we've barely seen him play, and so I I I just don't know what to make of Trey Lance. He's he's the ultimate wild card, um, but he's in the Shanahan offense, and there is potential there. There are, there are weapons around him. If they commit to him, which I think they will, which I think they should actually should commit to him because they gave up all that gave up all that draft capital to to take him, so they have to commit to him. They have to see if he's the guy. And so he's the ultimate wild card, and I think at, at the QB twelve, I think last year last last summer's best ball leagues, I think he was going around the QB nine, QB eight in some cases. He was being pushed up, pushed way up there because of the, just the potential that he had. Um, and he had two rainy games, <laughs> two rainy games, didn't look very good in either of them, and then got hurt season over. So we weren't really able to see much from Trey Lance. And so that's all. That's, the only thing is he just needs to stay healthy. That's that's the that's the bottom line. Just stay healthy and we'll, we'll, we'll see. The ultimate wild card is, is Trey Lance at QB12. Yeah, it's it's really aggressive, um, and you're really taking a bet on the fact that Brock Purdy still hasn't had surgery yet, and you keep hearing Tommy John getting thrown around. If that happens, that uh, he's not going to be he's not starting the season. So you mix that in with the fact that Trey Lance is going to be healthy uh, for training camp, and then what makes it even scarier for you for somebody to really bet on draft them at 12 is that the fact that the 49ers have still at this point, haven't really said anything about Trey Lance at all to, you know, e- even an inkling of confidence that he can get the job done. They do. They just don't bring up his name for whatever reason. They just keep talking about Brock Purdy. So it's very, it's scary for, for anybody that thinks that they're drafting Trey Lance and they're thinking that, He's the guy. He's going to be the starter for this year. I don't know, man. I need more information, honestly, if I'm going to take him at QB 12. That's, I mean, that's pick 99 overall. That's what, ninth round? So, eighth round? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah, it's about the eighth round. So, he's a mid-round pick. He's kind of going in the same range he was going last year uh, around this time. So, uh, yeah. I, I just think it's... Again, ultimate wild card. It's it's yes. yeah, it's a little it's a little aggressive for 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 an unknown for an unknown. But I mean, and, and the thing is, we don't even know if he's gonna live up to to this potential. We know that he can run. We know that he's got a, a laser arm. 
but it's it, it's a lot for me. But uh, and just kind of rounding out some of these QB observations, the first rookie goes off the board at QB twenty one. That's Bryce Young hmm. at one hundred thirty fourth overall, and then followed by CJ Stroud at QB twenty three, which is one hundred forty eight overall. So I think that's kind of appropriate for the quarterbacks are going. Uh, I would be all over both of these guys because depending on you know how the draft shakes out after number one, because number one. Or, I mean, if Chicago goes, if, if Chicago just drafts their guy at number one, then there's going to be like a bidding war for like number two, number three, potentially. Because, um, you know, you have, you have Houston at number two, they'll probably take one of the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number three is Arizona. And then we talk about them need, probably needing to trade back. Um, Colts would probably be looking to trade up. Colts would probably look to be trade up, but they're number four. So yeah. uh, maybe they, they may stamp it, they may not. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, just imagine like a team like the Falcons. Um, yeah. they just saved a lot of money, you know, cutting Marcus Mariota. They're going to need a quarterback. Oh, imagine, they just cut him? Yeah, they cut Mariota. They cut Mariota yesterday. Oh, uh, I missed that. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they're going to, they <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think they saved like 10, between 10 and like $14 million cutting him. Okay. So, uh, so that they're, they're going to need a quarterback. Carolina's obviously they always need they seem like they always need a quarterback always <laughs> and then talking about signing Sam Darnold exactly crazy. need a quarterback crazy crazy uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah so these there, there's a lot of teams that they're they're, they're going to be targeting these these top two guys these are the top two quarterbacks in the draft so you know QB twenty three and QB twenty one you just, these are dart throws at the end of your drafts you see what happens uh, where where the landing spot is who they surround what talent they surround them with. And you know the the value could rise, and then you can get the, get these at a at a at a discounted price if you draft them now. Yeah, yeah. Before landing spot, um, before landing spot value goes up. Yeah, you just draft these guys now, and then just see what happens. Yep, and definitely if they're getting drafted drafted top ten, top five, they're getting on the field before game five, game six. So you know, for sure, uh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, we see we see that every year. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you, these NFL teams just find an excuse to get their rookie on the, rookie on the field to see if he can actually play. So yeah. um, this this will this this will be no different. All right, so on the running backs, the top three we've seen it's pretty pretty academic. CMC, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, top three running backs. Those are probably uh, you know th- those won't surprise many people. I don't think. So. Well, uh, what do you think that? Why do you think that Barkley at four is not in this top three? Is it just because we don't know the status of where he's going to be at? Um, I don't know if it had anything to do with the status. It's just the fact that, you know, McCaffrey and Eckler just been more consistent you yeah. know, on a year-to-year basis um, than, 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 than Barkley. Barkley just had a, a, you know, a resurgence this past year after, you know, the last two years of being hurt. But we know, we know Barkley has, you know, RB1 overall upside. Um, just like Jonathan Taylor has RB1 overall upside as well. When he's on the field, he averages a lot of fantasy points per game. So, um, I, I, I mean, if it were me, I would probably take Barkley over Taylor. Um, because yeah. he catches more, he catches more passes. He's more active in the passing game. That's just my, that's just my opinion. But, um, but I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to argue too much about the top three, top four rather. Nah. nah. Um, I don't think there's any, any, any questions about those and they, and Barkley's Barkley and Taylor are going at the one two turn. So that's not really, I mean, that's, I, I, I guess that's appropriate for these guys. You got both of them. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get both. Of them. If you're picking 12, you're going to get Barkley and Taylor. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Congratulations. Um, but you know, the, the top 10, it, it also has Derek Henry at five. We, that that's okay. 
Fine, right? That's fine. Kenneth Walker at six. What do you think about Kenneth Walker at six? That's uh, the 17th overall. That's the middle of the second round. Uh, it's, I feel like, you, I feel like you, you, we see Kenneth Walker at above Nick Chubb, who is seven, only because he's younger. I don't know. I mean, Nick Chubb finished higher in him in terms of, you know, overall fantasy last year. He finished higher than him in points per game last year. I mean, I – I don't know, man. Like, you, and he doesn't have the uh, the cream hunt behind him. I mean, he's a free agent, so I don't know if they bring him back or not. But you don't have that behind him either, so you potentially could see him catch a few more passes. I, me personally, I I would prefer Chubb over over Walker if you're gonna ha- if you have them this high. That's just my personal opinion. I trust Nick Chubb. You know, I know he's 27, but. This is probably the year that they truly ride him out and then just get rid of him after this year. So me, if I'm drafting, I'm taking Nick Chubb over at Kenneth Walker. Even though Kenneth Walker was really good last year, just I just I the the metrics for Kenneth Walker in terms of you know a lot of I think over sixty percent of his runs were like two to three yard carries. Like a lot of his yards came, he he, he broke big runs um, to save a lot of his fantasy. Uh, days week in week out which is what you want to see in your running back but it just generally speaking he wasn't a good running back in terms of per carry basis so give yeah, me Nick and, Chubb. It, and, and you know consistency is is definitely leaning Nick Chubb for sure yeah he just he, he just he just gets it done you know week after week they run the off they run the offense through him yeah. right and I don't know if they're going to run the offense with Kenneth Walker because you got DK Metcalf you have Tyler Lockett you got Geno Smith, who's, a, who's an accurate quarterback. So you don't know if you don't know if they're going to run the, the offense through Kenneth Walker. But you know, in best ball, I tend to, for me, I don't, I don't, I, I value like upside and home run hitting ability more than consistency. Yeah. So if this is like a, a redraft league, I would probably take Chubb over Walker. But it's best ball, and you you want spike week potential, like you, you want those 60, 65 yard runs on a week, you know. On a, on a given week, I would pay, I would take Kenneth Walker over over Nick Chubb. Okay, I would take Nick if it's best ball, right? Best ball. If it's redraft, different story because yeah. you're, you're going to need a sustain, you know, sustain level of consistency from in, in your lineup um, every single week. So I would probably take uh, Nick Chubb in in a in a redraft format. But um, you know, just rounding out the top ten, we got. ETN, we got Josh Jacobs, we got franchised by the, by the Raiders, and then we got our boy Ramondre Stevenson at ten. Hmm. I love this. That's my guy. He's going thirtieth overall. I think that's around you know the 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 what the mid to end of the third, mid mid yeah mid third round. So that's a, you know appropriate spot for him. He took over the Patriots backfield, and I think that continues. I think that continues. He's involved in the passing game. He he can run between the tackles. He can hit. He can rip off long runs. He's shown the ability to do that as well. And so I, I like that from uh, I like that from uh, Ramondre Stevenson. But we have our first rookie in the top twelve, mm. B. John Robinson. I am out. I I don't. I do not want any parts of B. John Robinson at twelve. Um, it's just too high for me. Um. I in landing spot, in landing spot. I guess it's, I guess it's irrelevant at this point. At least right now, it's irrelevant. But 
top 12 for Bijan, Bijan Robinson, I, I can't take, I can't do that. Um, he's going over guys like Brees Hall, Tony Pollard, DeAndre Swift, um, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones. Mm. It's a little, <laughs> little, little too rich for my blood, man. A little too rich for my blood. I, I hear you. Um, it's definitely going to depend on where he lands. I mean, it's a little aggressive, you know. That's why it's early. Um, but I can understand why somebody would do it. You, you want that upside. You want that. It's just potential upside, honestly. They just think you see his build. You see what he did at Texas, and he was a bell cow. They just assume that he comes into the NFL and being a bell cow. Isn't really not that many that do that now. You can yeah. count on one hand how many people are legit workhorse slash bell cow. So it really depends on landing spot, how that team views to use him. So I, I don't know if I would want to take him over a couple of these guys, but I get it. I get why somebody would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you really love B. John Robinson, if you think he's the number one overall player in your dynasty drafts, take him. And, you know, if you think he's, I, I, there's going to be a lot of drafts that I that I'm that I'm going to be doing in the coming weeks that he's probably going to go in the top ten, like top top ten. Uh, you know, just the, just wait for the combine and then the you'll combine, see it. If he runs like a four three seven as opposed to a four four seven, oh man, he's going to shoot yeah. up. People he's are going to be up. blowing a whole load all over their computer screens, <laughs> TV screens, phones. He's going to he's going to be crazy. Come on, Gene. Kids, listen to this show. <laughs> he's going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> so any any other notable guys? So we so we so we, we're looking at you know the top top thirty running backs. We got DeAndre Swift at fifteen. That's that's a discount. I'm going to take a lot of DeAndre Swift this year. I, I mentioned that before. I know he's been injured mm-hmm. the last two years, but when he's on that field, he's explosive as hell and he makes magic happen. It was a damn shame he got hurt after the first game and wasn't really the same after that. So I'm in on DeAndre Swift. I'm out on Brees Hall at, at RB14. Um, first first year from ACL first, injury. First year ACL tears, like we say, mm-hmm. like we've mentioned before. You know, we're, I'm out. I'm fading him. I'm out. Yeah. Um, but we got another rookie in the top 20, Jameer Gibbs. Thoughts? I'm not taking Jameer over Dobbins. I'm not taking him. Probably not taking him over Pierce. Probably not mixing if the if he stays with the Bengals. Yeah, I don't know. I can't do 18 overall. Nah, bro. I don't think so. Yeah, eight, uh, he's he's going off the board as the RB 18. So pick 60. So again, he's going over players like J.K. Dobbins, who we talked about before, who I love this year, who I'm going to have a lot of. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, Damian Pierce, Cam Akers, Algier. Alvin Kamara at 25 at RB 25. What hmm. a, so I think, I think the reason why is because of the, um, the Vegas incident. That's why he's being pushed down closer, mm-hmm. closer to the, the likes of, uh, of, of, of Brian Robinson, who's at RB 26. That's way too rich for me, especially for a guy who's just a guy. I'm not taking him over guys like Miles Sanders because anywhere my, anywhere Miles Sanders goes, he's going to be better than B, than Brian Robinson, uh, James Cook. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not taking Brian Robinson over James Cook because Devin Singletary is probably not going to be back with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So uh, James Cook is at RB28, 89th overall. That's that's a pretty good um, that's a pretty good slot for him. And then Zach Charbonnet from UCLA at RB29. What do you think about him? Another rookie. 
Uh, I mean, I don't hate it. I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, at all. I don't hate it. You got like James Conner under him. I don't know if the Cardinals bring him back. That's Jamal. a better value for me. Um, that's a better value, not better player, but it's not better player, but better value than Jameer. Better value yeah. than B. B. John Robinson. I would rather yeah. take Charbonnet later than, than those guys up. You know that that you know that early so yeah i can get me. with you with that i can get with you with that because you got javante under him again he's he goes under the rule of somebody tearing their acl i don't, I don't want the running back year one yep. um you got rashad white right now he looks like he's the starter because lenny's gonna get cut mm-hmm. uh Khalil herbert we don't know i'm we're assuming the bears are probably bringing somebody else in because Khalil's always hurt yeah so I think it's a good. I think it's a pretty decent spot, honestly. But yeah, I like but Khalil's potential, though. Oof. If he, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. they don't bring in, if they bring in somebody like on day three, yeah, yeah, he's gonna be the guy. Man, yeah, he's some, gonna shoot up. Give me some Khalil Herbert, man. Give me yeah, some Khalil. He Herbert. Gonna, yeah, he's gonna shoot up. Yeah. All right. So on to wide receivers, our favorite favorite mm-hmm. position. Um, number one overall player, Justin Jefferson. Don't think there's anybody anybody can argue with that. I can argue with that. You can argue with that. Nope. Um, so the top wide receiver and the top player off the board is is Justin Jettas. Number two is Jamar Chase. Nope. No arguments there. Nope. Number three, Cooper Cup. Mm. Coming off of the injury. Uh, now wide receivers do. Bounce back Bounce better back than running backs. Quicker than running but backs. But I'm not taking Cooper Cup over Tyreek, bro. I'm sorry. I'm not I, I'm not <laughs> Tyreek is four. I'm taking Tyreek over Cooper. I understand what we saw, the magic that he had the last year and a half before, even before he got hurt, tearing his, his ACL. They were tearing it up. But that, I mean, regardless of the fact, I trust the offense better than uh, in, in Miami than I do over in the Rams. They got a lot of holes in the offensive line they need to figure out before anything else. So, I, me personally, I'm taking Tyreek over Cup. And it's about spike weeks. Yeah. Who's, who, is, who, is the, who is the most dangerous spike week wide receiver in best ball? It is Tyreek Hill, right? He is, it is Tyreek Hill. He is third behind Jefferson, behind Chase, period. That That's yeah. me. Um, and we got we got Diggs rounding out the top five. I'm I'm okay with that. Um, and then you know going going into the top ten, uh, rounding out the top ten, we got CD Lamb, AJ Brown, Devontae Adams, hmm. Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Garrett Wilson. Hmm. So who stands out? Who stands out to you? I know who stands out to me, but let's. I, I want to hear your thoughts first. I mean, I mean AJ in front of Lamb. Yeah, AJ has more. His potential is much higher than. Than Lamb, so if you want to put AJ over him, cool. That that it makes sense. I'm not gonna argue with that. I, it, it's early, so Devontae at eight is a little pointy to me because I don't know who the quarterback is. But you saw what he did with uh, Jared Stidham against the 49ers. Yeah, that one game. One, it was one yeah. game, right? It was just yeah. one game. It was the one but, game. Um, um, you know, Amara, he's solid. I don't like him at ten though, or at nine. Yeah. I think nine is too high for him, man. It it's a little high. I'm not gonna 14 lie. Fourteen overall. Oh, on the t- you're basically taking him at the at the turn. At oh. the turn, you're taking him at the turn. I'm not. I can't take him at the turn. I'm sorry. I yeah, can't. bro. I need not somebody. Over, not over Jalen Waddle. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't take him over T. Higgins. I wouldn't take him over Devontae Smith. I take Devontae Smith at the turn more more and, so than I mean Amaron finished at wide receiver seven last year. So he was balling. But again, best ball is about those spike Spikes. weeks. Yep. Um yeah, I can't yeah, I would take all I would take Waddle over him. I would I would take Higgins over him because he just they're just in better offenses. They got better that they got quarterbacks that you trust a little bit more, even though Jared Goff was pretty good last year, but um yeah. it'll be interesting. But yeah, you're right about the Amara. I don't it's a little high. What do you think about Chris Olave at sixteen? Is that too high for him? Because their their quarterback situation is also in flux. We don't know what they're going to do. We don't know if Derek. You said you th- you said you think Derek Carr is going to go there. If Derek Carr yeah. goes to New Orleans, how does that impact Chris Olave? I mean, what, Chris Olave finished wide receiver twenty five with Andy Dalton, who was PFF's number two graded wide uh, quarterback. I don't know how, but that's what they had him graded as. Even though he was like, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> even though he was quarterback twenty something. Fantasy wise, um, he still finished 25, 25th uh, wide receiver. So you get anything I better swear. than that. I feel like you can definitely get him. I feel like it's, a, it's a appropriate. He can definitely finish comfortably in that wide receiver two range. If you get somebody even at the average caliber of Derek Carr, I, I don't see I don't see anything wrong with a little Chris Olave. Yeah, it's, wide receiver it's, sixteen. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's like a, it's a slight bump up, right? Um, just, yeah, they're they're just expecting him to take a little bit of a a little bit of a leap, a little bit of a leap forward um, from twenty five to sixteen ish. So that, that's I'm okay with that. I'm okay with sixteen yeah. for Olave. Um, going further down, we got you know, Amari Cooper at eighteen. Love him with Deshaun Watson this year. A full a full season. I mean, he he showed he showed a little bit with Deshaun Watson towards the end of twenty twenty two, but. Um, they, they're going to get a full offseason together and then they'll have a full season to to really to really get going. And Amari Cooper is one of those, you know, uh, you know, underappreciated wide receivers because he just he when he's on the field, he just produces. Yeah, very consistent. Eleven hundred yard guys, six to seven touchdowns per year. Um, and you know, he's a, he's a he's a consistent, consistent guy. Um, top 20, Mike Williams, 19th. And Michael Pittman at twentieth. I don't think there's any any arguments there. I don't kind of. know about Michael Con- Pittman at twenty, man. They don't got no quarterback. Yeah, they don't have they're a quarterback. going rookie. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah, you get a rookie quarterback. They're going to be running the ball heavy, probably. Um, I don't know if I want Michael Pittman at twenty. Do you like so if you if you had to choose between these two players, Michael Pittman at twenty or Christian Kirk at twenty one? Oof. I would probably choose give me Kirk. Kirk. Yeah, give, yeah, me, Kirk. give me Kirk. Man. Kirk's because he had a quarterback. He has a quarterback. Yeah. We know who give his quarterback Kirk. is, right? Yeah. Um, so, but here's here's another spicy one though. Drake London at twenty three, with no quarterback. I don't mind it, man. You don't mind it? why? Why I don't mind it is because he was number four in the league at uh, targets per route run at twenty nine percent. That's elite. No, no that, matter how you slice it. That's, That's a predictive stat for wide receivers for to be good to, for a good wide receiver. So I'll, and I will do that. And his quarterbacks were I don't even want to name them because that's how disgusting they were. So no, oh, yeah. <laughs> one and they just cut one of them. So uh, yeah, and they'll be looking at a quarterback upgrade, preferably in the draft. But we'll see what happens there. Um, but and then another one at the wide receiver twenty six, we got Jackson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. 
He's going he's going ahead of guys like Christian Watson, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, Jameis Williams. Only one, the only name I don't like him. Well, let me take that back. There's two names I don't like him above DJ Moore, who who we who you love, and I, yep. and, I and you can't deny what he does. Resident and, resident DJ Moore truther signing yeah. in right here, and uh, Christian Watson. Even though I wasn't really high on him, but the upside alone. I, I like. I don't know what they're going to do with the quarterback position in, in Green Bay, but Christian Watson is built for best ball. Um, I'm not sure if I want to yeah. rest my loins on on Jackson and Smith and Jigma finishing over him. So those are only my only two grease. But I mean, I'm not going to really argue it here and there. But the one I am going to argue for sure, DJ Moore should be above him. Yeah, he's, no, done, I, it, he's done it with shitty quarterbacks. Hundred percent with you. If there's a guy, if there's two guys in the NFL that can play with shitty quarterbacks, no matter the circumstance. Well, three, DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, and Terry McLaurin. (laughs) (laughs) All three guys play with shitty quarterbacks and still find a way to produce. Um, But you would take – so would you take Jackson Smith and Jigba over a guy like Calvin Ridley who's returning from his one-year suspension? He's going at wide receiver 29. Mm. So I I love I love me some Calvin Ridley, man. They're probably going. Yeah, I know you love Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Mm. you definitely love Calvin Ridley. So I know this is tugging on your heartstrings just a little bit. Man. I know it's tugging a little bit. And, and we got our boy Doug Peterson over there. He'll figure it out, man. I I'll probably take I'll probably take ugh, damn. I feel like Calvin Ridley at 29 is a steal for I know, man. In my opinion, I think that is a steal. Yeah. I I I essentially as an that offense with Trevor Lawrence taking another another step forward, man. There's gonna be a lot of players. There's gonna be a lot of players on here that I'm gonna have a lot of in best ball. Yeah. Now I will say that our boy Jim Job, Bob Cooter is not there anymore. He went to go take that job at, at, with the Colts. So um, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see. But I know Peterson. I know Peterson did primarily play calling. So I'm not sure how much. It probably won't really affect him. But you know, I'm just I'm I'm expecting big things from a couple of those wide receivers for for the Jags. So. All right. Well, we've come to the part of the show where we have to talk about. <laughs> The grossest position <laughs> there is because it's oh. it's still one of the premier position groups in fantasy football. We got to talk about tight ends. This should be but like no worry, It should be very quick. <laughs> yeah. Not going to be that long. I promise. <laughs> promise. Uh, top three, Kelsey, Andrews, and Hawkinson. Any arguments there? The Hawkinson conundrum is going to be very... It's going to be interesting once we really, when people really start drafting, it's really going to test people how much they really trusted that second half of the season from them. Um, I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm really torn between the amount of the target share that he had with Cousins and is that sustainable, you know, for a full season. They're kind of, they're probably going to bring somebody else in uh, for a wide receiver and probably cut Adam Thielen. So, but see, or even if they even if they don't cut them, I imagine them bringing somebody else that's probably be viable. I get it. I get it. I get it at tight end three. I get it. So um, see, and the, the, you just made a point that I was about to make. They may cut Adam Thielen, and maybe they maybe they bring in a guy. Right? They bring in a guy, whether it's draft or free agency or whatever the case may be. But he may not be ready early on. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is going to go with the guys that he trusts. He's going to go with Jefferson. He's going to go with Hawkinson. The guys that he leaned on, you know, especially in the playoff game. I think Hawkinson had like t- 10 catches. Yeah. And then he had a couple of other games where he had double-digit catches as well. So, 
it's going to be the, like the passing offense is going to start with Jefferson followed by Hawkinson and then whoever else is going to get the rest of the scrap. So I, I'd like Hawkinson at three. 44th overall, you know, Mark Andrews, he's he's number two because he's been there. He's, he's been doing it, you know, the last couple of years. Um, and I, I think ultimately Lamar Jackson will be back. You know, this whole notion about him potentially being traded, I, I don't buy it at all. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be back. I mean, it's 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 fun to it's fun to speculate. It's fun to talk about potential landing spots for Lamar Jackson, but he's going to be Raven in 2023 at the very least. And yeah. Mark Andrews will be uh, a direct beneficiary of that. Um, but I don't have an, I don't have a problem with T.J. Hawkinson at, at at three, George Kittle at four. That's nope. you know that's another one I don't have an issue with. Goddard at five, no no problems with. Now it starts getting a little interesting. At number six, we got Kyle Pitts. Now, people are not fucking with Kyle Pitts because of what he did last year. <laughs> um, they are not they are not a fan of Kyle Pitts in and yeah, you know, and I get it. I understand. You know, he he he, he absolutely shit the bed, but also the offense, it, it was just it, it was not a good offense for him to be in. If you if you if you airdropped Kyle Pitts into any other offense, he would probably be two or three. At the very worst, two or three. If you airdrop them in any, any other offense, they just they just refuse to throw the ball. They refuse to scheme them open. They refuse to have them you know run run real routes uh, down the field. It, it was just weird to watch to, to to watch his usage when he was clearly their best offensive playmaker. So hopefully, you know, this is a little bit of a discount. I mean, sixty fifth overall, as opposed to being a top three or, or top, you know uh, a, a top three round tight end. He's basically going it, it picked like 35 last year, 35 or 36 last year. In most most best ball drafts that I was in, he was going in the third round. In redraft yeah. leagues, third round. Yeah. He was going high. He was going and this is a, again, this is another guy, same offense as Drake London, 29% target share, bro. <laughs> so the very say what you they, want. The very little they threw the ball. Say what you want. You can't argue 29%, 30, almost 35% of team air yard share from yeah. a tight end. Yeah. It, Give me some of that, bro. <laughs> I'll take my chances. At the tight end six, the 65th overall, yeah, that's uh, that. That's right where I, where I want. Um, and then rounding out the top 10, we got uh, Dalton Schultz at tight end eight, David Njoku at tight end nine, and Pat Fry move at tight end 10. Um, we can we we'll, we'll throw in we'll throw in the top twelve we'll throw in Darren Waller eleven and Dawson Knox at the tight end twelve. So any anybody sticks out to you that doesn't belong in that range or you would take a I chance mean, on or I don't I can't argue any of these. I mean Dalton Schultz might drop depending on where he lands. I don't see the Cowboys signing to a long term deal or franchising him. So outside of that, I, I'm not I can't argue any of these. Uh, after like. Six, seven, eight. I mean, it's all the same. So, what do you think about De- Greg Dolchich at tight end fourteen? What I saw from him in 2020, 2022, we saw we saw some flashes from we him. We did. Uh, we saw we saw him do some nice things, but um, he's he's he might be a late round tight end target of mine in yep. these best ball drafts. Especially with you know Sean Payton coming in and um, hoping and praying Russell Wilson is not washed. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
that's one guy to keep an eye on at tight end 14. He's he's a dark throw, you know, a guy that you can get at the end of your drafts for the cheap. That's that's a guy that's I'm going to have a lot of on a lot of my best ball teams. And then I just want to touch on three, the, the three after him. Taysom Hill, Michael Mayer, rookie from Notre Dame, <laughs> and Chiga Kwonku, uh, Kwonkwo, uh, Titans. What do you think about those three? Uh, Okonkwo, um, that, that's the one that stands out to me the most. Um, yep. I'm, I'm not touching a rookie tight end. Nope. Um, especially nope. Michael Meyer. I'm, yeah, I'm not, nope. I'm not touching him. Um, but Chico Conquo, he's an explosive playmaker for them, for, for Tennessee. And they're going to be devoid of playmakers. They just cut Robert Woods. Yep. Uh, all they have basically is, is, is Traylon Burks and Nick, Nick Westbrook Akine. So just, that's it. So, so just Traylon. So just Traylon. Yes. Correct. Just Traylon. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, Right now, Chig is your number two pass catching. He's weapon, your number two so. pass catcher, and he's going at tight end seventeen. Yeah, pick one fifty one overall. I'll give me some of that. Yep. So yeah, and that that rounds that rounds out. Uh, any other observations you've you've seen so far uh, from any of these best ball drafts? I know things will definitely change after the combine. Things will change after the first couple of weeks of free agency. Whenever whenever we see some of these free agents land in certain spots. So, any other final thoughts? Mm, I mean, it's interesting to see Calvin go so high. Calvin really go so high for somebody that hasn't played in a long time. So, I mean, outside of that, I mean, it's it's early. So, yeah. it's just interesting. I just want to see how how things start folding, unfolding once we get this combine out the way next week. Then yeah. we're really going to see what people really think. And plus, like at this time, you can exploit some market inefficiencies that yeah. may pop up later. Yeah. So, uh, um, actually, let me check that back. Combine mixed with free agency by by mid March. Then we're really going to know what people's sentiments are about some of these players, some of these landing spots for these free agents. Yep. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting. But yeah, looking forward to it. I'm going to be doing some 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 drafts in the coming days. Yep. And see and see where things land. And I may and I may yep. share some of my. Uh, some of my best ball squads um, after I do them just to kind of see where I'm at. We are at the end of the show, man. So thank y'all for people that are listening. Make sure y'all top into the all gas newsletter that we drop every Friday morning at 7 a.m. You can find it on Destination Debbie Twitter. You can find it on my Twitter. You can find it on Ike's Twitter and just subscribe, man. Just a lot of good information. It'll get you ready for we've been dropping players that you're, you're, you're excited to see for the combine. The combine is here today. So just be ready for that. Exciting times. We're we're out of the the lull and we're into our, our favorite week in February. I mean, not February, but March now. But until and then just be leading up to you know free agency, you know, franchise tagging players. So it's it's a good time to be an NFL fan and you know getting ready for you know some of these drafts, some of these rookie drafts or whatnot. So it's exciting. Franchise um, tag deadline is on the yep. 7th. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. It is coming up. So you're right about that. A lot of these teams haven't made decisions yet. So that's, that's uh, true. So they're still trying to work through the, the you know, the, the the contract details of any kind of extensions. And so I know Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are still at that impasse. So they're headed towards a uh, franchise tagging. But you know, there's still a lot of teams with some decisions to make. So that's another thing to keep an eye out for. Make sure you follow our official Twitter handle at OffTheLineFF. You can find me on Twitter at FantasyGenes, that's G-E-N-E-S. 
Ike at just underscore Ike 09. You got anything else before we leave? No, we appreciate y'all tapping in, man. And just, you know, keep, you know, follow the show, um, like, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, it's happening to everything that Destination Debbie is doing. And we're dropping a little videos here and there on, on Twitter so you can start seeing our ugly faces again. <laughs> so make one, sure y'all. One, one is uglier than the other, just FYI. <laughs> one is much uglier than the other. We'll we'll let the people decide which one which one that is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Until then, y'all, y'all be safe. Y'all enjoy the combine. And we'll holler at y'all when we holler at y'all. Y'all be safe. Peace.